Lord. Yes, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for your birth. We thank you for that. We thank you for coming and shining light into darkness because of your great love for us. And Father, we are thankful for all that you have done and all that you will do. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. Good evening and Merry Christmas Eve. Glad that y'all are here tonight. Just uh, for those of regulars at Vintage, this is just for our regulars. Um, if you uh, came tonight prepared to give the year-end offering, there's a basket that's back over in that corner, and you can feel free uh, to put that in there. If you also came, since we have no church tomorrow, if you came prepared to give your tithes and offerings, you can put that in that basket back there too. And uh, when you leave tonight, and that'd be appreciated. All right, so let's do this. I want to, uh, it's Christmas Eve, so tomorrow is actually officially Christmas Day, and so what I'd like to do uh, is I simply want to read the Christmas story uh, to you from Luke chapter 2, and if you'd like, if you brought your Bible and to follow along, you can do that. If you simply want to close your eyes and not fall asleep and follow along, you can do that. If, um, if you'd like to keep your eyes open and just stare at me, you can do that too, so, so let's read. Luke chapter 2, and we'll have it on the screen too, you can follow along there, starting in verse 1. It says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, but was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and all the things they had seen, which were just as they had been told. Now, I love that just as a, you know, as a parent, just even the, the story of, of this, this language of, of, of Mary just treasuring these things 
in her heart. There's something powerful in that. Just as a, as a parent, when, even when people say great things about your child, let alone coming from afar and, and representing this is the king of all kings, right? Just the, the statements that have been spoken about her son from angels having come and spoken to her, right? There's just this thing about treasuring up in her heart. And it's a power. It's just, I love, just love that imagery of the, of the mother heart, the mother heart of, of Mary, of looking at her son. And, and we know just even throughout time that the relationship, if you've never thought about it, but the relationship that, that Jesus had with his mom was powerful. This is not really in my notes. I just want to say it to you because I want you to, I want you to hear this and, uh, as it represents even the life of, of Jesus, maybe you've never thought about, that when Jesus uh, was at that, um, that first wedding in Cana of Galilee, his mom comes to him and says, hey, make some, make, do something. And he goes, woman, my time, and like woman is a, is a term of endearment, my time's not yet come. And he, she's, she's like, well, do it anyway. And so he goes and he does it. And you've got to get a picture of that. He basically responded to his mother out of love for her. That's why the miracle took place. And it's an interesting picture seeing just the dynamic of relationship of a heart of obedience of Jesus towards his mother. And I want you to hear that because when Mary sits in this moment, right, we see this here, we see Mary and Joseph in this moment, that sometimes we lose the reality of relationship that Jesus had with his mother. And I love this part of it saying, treasured these things in her heart, because she had lots of children, but there was obviously something special in her heart about Jesus, and she treasured these things on throughout her life. And that's just a neat, neat picture. So, all right, so Christmas Eve, we're here tonight, and we're celebrating this. And I don't know about y'all, but throughout my life, I've had many different expressions uh, of Christmas Eve, right? I've had those, those gatherings where the family gets together, and it becomes the, that becomes the moment, right? The moment where we open our gifts and we have our Christmas together as a family, right? I've had, I've had those, those moments uh, of, of live events. They literally have, like, these people dressed up as Mary and, and Joseph and making their way down. And it's always kind of awkward, right? Because you know the person. You know that's not really Mary and Joseph. This is a little bit awkward, and they're carrying some plastic baby. It's just really awkward, right? So you have those moments. And then you have, like, even we had the sing-along events where it's just the common joy to the world. We just sing all these songs, right? And it's a lot of fun. They have a great time, and it's just a good time. And so I've also been to the, those uh, candlelight events, like we're going to do a little bit, where people just kind of the entire time have those candles lit, and the whole time you're just praying you don't burn somebody. We had, a, we had the first service, someone who lit their hair on fire, right? It was a, it was a great moment. It, it went out real fast, but it happened, right? So we have to be really care- So don't do that tonight, okay? But we have all these type of things that happen. But one of the other type that we have, these real somber events, just in, its, in, in the intention behind it, is that we have such a, a holy moment, a, a, a moment of reverence, because we're coming and we're, it is a holy moment, right? The, the birth of Jesus, it's a holy moment, which simply means it's a, it's a moment separated in the history of time. That's what holy means, separated. It's a moment separated in the history of time. And so when we get together in, in moments like this, we, we, want to, we want to reflect, right? We want to meditate on this. And so we have these types of somber events, and those things are honestly very good, and we should have these, these types of moments. But I think it's interesting when we, when we think about um, this coming of Jesus that it literally redefines history for us. Whether we're a Christian or not doesn't matter. That the, the life of Jesus 
has redefined history as we know it. Our, our calendars are literally split uh, in the whole before Christ and after Christ type, type of event, right? There's just this reality of so much of our history, good and bad, honestly, shaped by the church and shaped by people's convictions and understanding of this, of this person of Jesus, or as we would think, the, the Son of God that has literally come and been here, right? That we come tonight, we're celebrating an unbelievably beautiful and powerful moment. And as we come, we come, we have these solemn moments of, of recognizing the reality of Jesus coming to earth, right? But what we, rec- what we miss a lot of times in this, in this reality of celebration is that Jesus literally came into a broken and less than ideal situation, even as it relates to, to having a live birth. Now listen, I've been through two live births, right? Solemn and really sensitive and really quiet and, and tidy are not the words really that define those events, right? And so when we think about even the, the coming of Jesus at Christmas, we have to recognize that, that him coming, it's not, a, it's not a tidy event, that it's not really even a, in the real practical sense, it's not a solemn and quiet and somber event, but that it literally is, is Jesus, Right, this this Jesus stepping onto the scene, and, and it's a it's a mother Mary and a and a, fa- and a and a father somehow Joseph who are making their way to the census. We just read a few minutes ago. Right, they're they're coming into Bethlehem and they're and and they're looking for a place to to stay and 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 they can't find a place and and it's getting about to get cold and they're and they're overwhelmed and she's literally about to give birth her water's probably broken it's a desperate moment he's never done this before he's just a kid and she's just a kid and there's this reality of what's going on that it's just overwhelming that in all honesty this moment was a broken moment it was a moment of brokenness for them, a moment of fear, a moment of concern, a moment of, of worry. They're stepping into the scene. Jesus is stepping into this, this scene of a broken moment, being born in a barn with a bunch of animals. And then Jesus literally being placed into a feeding trough that, listen, for you germaphobes, it's just not a clean situation, Right? And then Jesus is born. Now, this isn't just any Jesus. This is the Jesus. Now, you see, the name Jesus is simply the name Yeshua or Joshua. Listen, this is a very, very common name. There were lots of little Jesuses running around in the day, right? He was, and this was not a special name. It's a special name for us today. You don't, most people don't name their kid Jesus today or give them the little name Christ. It's kind of weird, right? And so, isn't he, so it's there, but there are many, many Jesuses that are running around in the day, but but we see this as being the Jesus, right? This idea that the definition being Jehovah is God or, or God is Savior. This idea that, that this is the Jesus, right? The, the God, the Savior. That He is the incarnation. It's simply a big word that means the Word became flesh or God taking on a human form. God in flesh. God in flesh as a little baby. This is a telling statement of Jesus. Jesus didn't step, Jesus God didn't step into the scene, into a, into a place of preeminence and a, and a popularity and a power. He steps into the moment as a, as a, as an infant, completely surrendered to the will of the human beings that are around him. This is a broken moment. 
right? This is a broken moment. He's come to earth, right? Having come to earth, for ultimately for the brokenness of humanity. We know this, don't we? We know this. He came for us. His coming was into the midst of brokenness. Isaiah said once, in the midst of the, the brokenness of his own time, a moment of great felt desperation, stepping into a moment of brokenness. He says, Oh God, that you would rend the heavens or tear the heavens and come down. He was making this statement as a, a, as a prophet, as a prophet does. He sees things saying, God, I'm looking to you and we're at a place where it's, it's a season, it's the moment that we need you to rip the heavens, right? There's just like this barrier right here. We need you to rip the heavens because there's brokenness going on. He's not naming his own brokenness. He's naming the brokenness of his people. He's naming the brokenness of the Jewish people who are sitting here in a moment as, a, as representing humanity saying, we are a broken people. Oh, God, if you would just rend the heavens, you would take them and tear them apart, and that you would come down. It goes on to talk about God, that you would intervene into the moments of our own brokenness. The places, God, where we feel broken, where we are broken, we just sense this brokenness and this overwhelming sense of desperation, right? Just like Mary and Joseph felt as they came into Bethlehem looking for a place, looking for something that's clean, something that's a good place, and there's no place, and all of a sudden, the Son of God, God Himself, is born. You see, in this moment, Christmas is literally about God rending the heavens and meeting Isaiah's cry. Oh God, if You would rend the heavens, that You would tear them apart, then You would step down into our brokenness and You would come. Isaiah's prayer answered in the story of Christmas. God came down, lived in a woman. She gave birth. She gave birth to a God-man in human flesh. See, this is the miracle of God with us. Mary, pregnant with a miracle child, soon to be the Savior of humanity, right? The Son of God. God in flesh, sent because God so loved the world. In our brokenness, He came down, but He didn't come down, like we said, to privilege and perfection. He came down in the midst of a broken situation. He was, he was, it was one of those things, even for the first few years of His life, we know that He was wanted to be killed. And so we had to flee. We know that in His own life, in His own life, that He experienced the death of an earthly father. Somewhere early on in his life, his caretaker Joseph, and he lived a very common and average life as the eldest son of a large family, meaning that the weight of the family responsibilities, they rested on his shoulders. Simply put, Jesus' birth and life were simply a understanding of his heart of brokenness. That his life, his birth into brokenness, his life itself experienced grave loss, unbelievable brokenness, things that would create this emptiness and a hole in his life. Fortunately, he had a mother who loved him. 
He had siblings around him. I'm sure he had friends. But he stepped, he lived his life after heartache after heartache of brokenness of loss. And so what we find then is Isaiah's words being fulfilled where he says, He was despised and rejected by men. That Jesus was a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Jesus, the Jesus, the Jesus, was a man familiar with brokenness, born into brokenness, who lived a life of brokenness, so that we would know him as sympathetic to the brokenness in which we live. See, for our hearts much like Isaiah's cries out to God, oh, are similar, that oh, that you would tear the heavens. You would rend the heavens, this chasm that we feel between us and God, and that you would come down. But the good news is this, he did come down. He did come down. Now he's present with us as Emmanuel, God with us. Not God near to us or God who visits us once and every now and then, but God who is with us today. You see, the birth of Jesus was not just an event, but it was the initiation into a new reality that is expressed every day in our personal knowledge of him in the midst of our brokenness. See, he rent the heavens and he came down to us as a broken people in Christmas because he saw the brokenness that we lived in. So what does this mean? Well, first, we are called every day to bring the living Jesus into our own lives. This living, breathing Jesus who steps into our brokenness, we bring him in every day. But the second thing is that we are a, we are a people now called to bring Jesus, God with us now, to others who are living in their own brokenness. In a sense, we are to give birth to Jesus every day in our love for one another and in our service to a world that still needs God's love. This is the message of Christmas. Jesus stepping down into brokenness, living a life of brokenness as a sympathetic human being who recognizes and says, I've been where you are and I know what you're going through. I've experienced loss myself. I've come and rent the heavens and come down into your brokenness, into the brokenness of all humanity. I stand here now and I'm saying to you, I have come at Christmas to meet you in your brokenness. And now I am calling you to flesh out, right? God with us to go and give birth every day in other people's lives. God now in flesh through us to other people. Now, this seems like an overwhelming undertaking in our own humanity, right? To think that we now carry the responsibility and the weight of expressing the word made flesh, God in action, God in flesh every day. Jesus came, he died right hand of the Father, and he says, now you are God in flesh. To every single person around you, this is the message of Christmas. And we look at this and we think, this is overwhelming. We may decide that we're unworthy or at least incapable of such a mission. But before we decide we're not ready for such a glorious assignment, we should be encouraged by Mary's example. She was underage. 
She was unmarried and she was fully unprepared as a junior high age girl giving birth to the Son of God. Completely unprepared. Completely incapable in her own power. All she had was her yes. Yes, God, I will do as you will have me do. And she had her willingness to be used by God. It's all she needed. And it was through her, this young, this innocent, this ignorant little girl, that Christmas came and God reached all of humanity. Emmanuel. God with us. God with skin on for us in our brokenness so that we in turn could give birth every day to God in flesh, to others who are in need of Him. God with skin on, living through us. And this little girl can be used by God. And God thought she was a perfect person for it so too can we be used by Him to give birth to God in flesh every day of our lives. This is the eve of Christmas. This reality for us. Have your candles. Go ahead and take your candles. First John, excuse me, it's going to be John chapter 1, 9 through 14. It says, The true light that gives light to every human being was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. You see, the reality for us as now children of God is that the light of life, Jesus, is in us. And so as we pass out the light tonight here in a minute and we pass it on around, what we'll find is this, that we write and we see the singular light, right? This is candles a little bit bigger than yours, representing Jesus. It's the life that he brings. But as we shed the light to one another, to each, each person, what we'll find is, is this. Jesus is the ultimate source of light. But you will be giving birth to light, and every single person you pass the light to. This is your life. This is the call of God for the expression of Christmas every day. Is Jesus with you every day of your life? 
born into brokenness because he recognizes sympathetically your brokenness. But he came to bring healing into our brokenness. And as the light then comes of Jesus into you, and the understanding is that we then receive that healing in our brokenness, and then we begin to bring that healing, giving birth to Jesus every day in others as we share that light with others. Sorry, Jesus.